All right, who do we have next on the Potapalooza stage? We have Consuela Munoz. And when I was in the big room, someone in the chat, and I don't remember who, was like, if you have not interviewed Consuela, you've got to have her on your show. And I'm like, sweet, she's already on my calendar. Here she is. So I expect that we, me and our audience, are in for a treat. So Consuela, tell me about why you're awesome and why people say I need to have you on my show. Well, I'm awesome for one, because I've got blue hair or some blue hair, right? I was going to start. But two, because I am a speaker, author, and a leadership and engagement strengths coach. Okay. Engagement strengths. Yeah. So I work with leaders and teams to help them be more confident and to raise their engagement levels. Mm. Okay. Now, engagement, you know, like communication among the team and among the internally? Yes, internally. So I want to help leaders to become more confident so that they attract those those top players. Mm. But also I want to work with leaders that want to develop everyone on their team as a leader. Mm, powerful. And so by doing that, when that process in, it really shows the individuals that you care, you care about their development, about them as a person, mm-hmm. and enough to be authentic. Because when you're working from your strengths and you're creating a strength-based leadership, you really are being more authentic. And that's what people are attracted to. And the other great bonus is that when your whole team is working together, it really helps you know, diffuse some of that dysfunction, right? Mm-hmm. Because people start understanding not only themselves and what they're best at, but they understand everybody else on their team and what they're best at. And mm. it becomes a lot more easy to give grace to team members that don't have the strengths, the same strengths as you, because you understand, okay, they think in a different way, but that's a bonus because I need that balance. And so it really helps bring some um, efficiency and productivity Mm -hmm. to the team. Yeah. Reminds me, a a business owner I was talking to said that he, he had his entire team take um, some sort of assess, you know, strengths, strengths assessment for, you know, what they're good at, what they're bad at. And discovered that you know three or four of them were in the wrong jobs because they were working consistently in their weaknesses, and so they they reshuffled some of the things. You know, they, you hire we need someone to do copywriting, so we hire this guy. He's going to be doing copywriting or find Facebook ads or whatever because that's what we need at the time. And they realized that the people were in the wrong job. They shuffled them around, and suddenly everyone's higher. Everything's every every one's more effective. Um, everyone's happier. There's better morale. There's there's more effectiveness, and and you know it's really powerful. So I, I like that concept there. Now when we talk about developing them all as leaders. You know some people, some people want to lead and want to stand in front of the army, and some people want to hand out you know hand out the rifles and stay in the back and and not get the glory. Um, so you're not talking about making everyone a stage worthy lead to carry the flag kind of leader, right? No, it's more for me that I feel like everyone is a leader. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in charge of an organization or a team or just yourself, you're a leader. And it's it's important to care about yourself enough to lead the way you're meant to, because Mm. then things are easier because then you can have that productivity. And I mean, I literally worked with a team that had that going on, like you were talking about. They had three people on a project and they figured out that, you know, one was strategic thinking and the two were executing and they literally had their roles crossed. So they took it upon themselves to go to their manager and say, hey, based on what we're learning, we think we should switch roles. Mm. And the manager's like, yeah, I think you might be right. But I reserve 
you know, the ability to switch you back if that's not working, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. They, they were working in a, a factory plant and they were able to finish a project ahead of schedule. I don't know how many in your, your listening audience have ever worked in a manufacturing plant, but for a, a project to come in ahead of schedule is a big deal. And so <laughs> they were able to do that. But by doing that, they also released some of that tension they had and that he wasn't executing it in the right way. And he was, um, and so they got to execute it the way they wanted. And he was able to think up all the things it could possibly need to be and they just executed it. And it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I can imagine the contra example, if, you know, the, the guy is better at strategic thinking is executing, he's watching the other guy strategic think poorly. And then the other guy is better at executing. He's watching the strategic thinker execute poorly. And they both think the other was an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly it. Like, oh, and, and so they're really, then there's that dysfunction, right? Like, oh, this person doesn't even know what they're doing. They don't even think about this. And, you know, it's funny. It leads me to one of my thoughts around um, common sense, Mm -hmm. right? You've heard this thing about common sense isn't so common, right? So I have this theory around that. We are all operating from different sets of common sense Uh based on our strengths because our strengths are so natural to us. We don't even realize that we do things different than other people. And so what's, what's natural and makes perfect sense to us, somebody that doesn't have those strengths and doesn't lead from that leadership domain is like, what are you even talking about? What are you Mm -hmm. doing? Because it doesn't make that same kind of sense to them. I I love that. I, I need to remind myself when I run into people who don't know things, I I compulsively network. That's why I'm a networking concierge. I realized I could never stop networking. I'm just going to meet people. So I've met over a thousand business owners over the last year. So I know a little bit about almost everything. I study history. So when I watch the news, like I know the backstory that most people don't because the news doesn't tell you the backstory. They just tell you, you know, what someone said at a podium today. And, and I need to constantly remind myself, like, how do people not know this? Oh, because they don't listen to history podcasts for fun. Oh, because they haven't met with a thousand business owners in the last year and a half. You know, I, 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 one question I always ask myself is not how do they not know this, but how would they know this? Mm-hmm. And then also, what do they know that I don't know? If you're networking, you want to meet those people that think in a different way from you so that you can learn from them as well. Yeah. And I would guess, by the way, I think you have context in your top five then. The fact that you're you're following history podcast, context is one that really you're driven to understand the history of things. Yes. Yeah, I definitely like to know what's, yeah, what's going on? Why is this going on this way? Where is this coming from? Um, so, so how, so how do you analyze people and figure out what, uh, what makes sense for them or where they should be? Well, I don't necessarily analyze people, but what we do is the, it's the Gallup strength finder, the Clifton strength finder assessment. And okay. so that's really where we start in my process. So my process is the CEO way. We're going to celebrate your gifts, engage your strengths until you own your confidence. And so that first thing was celebrating, we're going to take the strengths finder assessment and you're going to get back your results, your report. And the great thing about the report is it's that quick win, right? Because you are going to see in black and white with words on a page from somebody else, not you telling you the most amazing things about you. And that alone has a, has the power to improve your self-confidence and see yourself in a more positive light than you may have. Mm. But I say celebrate your gifts because here's something that people naturally do, right? So you've got your report back and you're like, okay, what's my top strength? 
what are my top five? And then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to say, well, I wish I had this strength, sir. I wonder what's at the bottom of my list. That's mm-hmm. just natural. And, and I don't, you know, if you're, if you're networking with a thousand people, you probably don't have a ton of free time to work on your own development, right? Like who's got time for that? So we really want to focus on our top five strengths yep. and that is more than enough to take up your time. And mm-hmm. so that's why we celebrate what we do have and we don't sweat what we don't have. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's huge. I've absolutely very much leaned into the idea of work your strengths, outsource your weaknesses or partner to your weaknesses, or just work around your weaknesses. Sometimes we just stop them too, depending what it is. Just stop. Do, yep. do you need to do that? Then stop. Yep. Yeah. Like organization is not one of my great strengths. So I have workarounds, you know, Millennium Falcon type duct tape together things, and it's good enough and we go on. Exactly. Let's, let's, just, it's working. Let's go. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so, we, so, so celebrate the gifts. And then what was the E? engage your strengths because we really need to, I mean, anybody could take that assessment, right. And then put it on the shelf and it's done some good, but then you're going to revert back to what you were doing. So we want to learn to engage. How are we going to apply those strengths? How are we going to use them with purpose? Because any strength that's taken too far then becomes a weakness. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn to have the control over them. So they don't control us, especially you'll see that, you know, as a strength nerd that I am, you see that in children where they've got a strength and they use it too far and you can see how it becomes a weakness. For adults, we hope we get better, but this is is a easier way to figure out how to do that, how to have conversations about your strengths, how to sustain that. It's a behavior change that we want Mm -hmm. to always be putting our strength first, but also always growing our strengths while we figure out how to mitigate those weaknesses that we have. And then the last one is just own your confidence, right? When you get to the point where you really, really can use your strengths purposefully, you use them, you know, those top five are really synergistic, right? That you use them all the time together. But when Mm -hmm. you can have control over like, oh, I need this, this, I need my number seven strength today and you use it. That is when you, or what I say, you own your confidence because at that point, nothing can, you know, you don't have doubts, right? There's no saboteurs talking in your ear. And especially as entrepreneurs, we are bombarded constantly with like, oh, try it this way or do it this way. But when you work from your strengths, Mm -hmm. you're like, no, this is how I do things the best way for me. And I'm not going to do that because it won't fit with with the way I know I do my things. Mm. Yeah. I love this. That this very much sounds like a journey I took in 2021. Um, discovering because you know i i got into coaching in 2020 and so i like was a person who could help people but i wasn't a coach and as i'm developing things people are telling me oh you gotta have a high ticket program you gotta have a course you gotta have that this is this is how it's done and i realized like building a course takes a lot of work and organization and structure and finally someone who actually understood strength said you know your business could just be introducing people and i'm like wait i could just network and make that my business and he's like yeah of course you could I'm like, holy mackerel. And you know, I really got into like, that's my strength, meeting people, making connections, finding those opportunities. Yeah, you know, my strength is not teaching people how to do that. Um, nobody else should work as hard as I do at networking because um, I'm a compulsive networker. But you know, yeah, realizing that's where my strengths are and not, not trying to be organized, not trying to build a complex thing. Um, and and from that, and, and how does the that confidence feel to you? Yeah, the, and the, how does that feel to you when you when you get to do the, 
you know, the networking, networking, networking versus when you were thinking about doing all the courses? How do those two things feel? Well, I was just thinking I was trying and failing. You know, oh. I tried to put together a course. It wouldn't quite because I, I, I'd do it halfway and be like, ah, good enough, slap some paint on it, throw it out there. And so I'd be at events. I'd be like, oh, I kind of have a course, I guess. I'd see what someone else is doing. I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm kind of a beginner. And then once I shift in that strength, I'm like, oh, I'm the guy who knows a guy. I'm a networker. I'm a super, you know, I'm in a, I'm a top, top 1% connector here because not a lot of people are strong at what I'm strong at. So I'm strong at what I'm strong at. People need that. You know, I, I don't know how to build a course. I don't know how to build a funnel. I don't know how to do any of this stuff, but I can find the people they need to do it with. And once I figured that out, I'm like, I'm really important here. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, you know, we hear all the time, like even from like a young age, you'll hear this uh, quote or phrase, and that is find the work you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. But it's a lot harder to do that than the sentence is to say, right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you figure out that thing that I'm supposed to do? Yeah. And I think strengths is a way to open up that window, that door to figure out, you know, what is that? And that's how it was for me, like that glimpse of the greatness I had in me. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, how do I explore that? How do I grow that? How do I, you know, not worry about these things and grow this. And the thing about growing your strengths, kind of what you've done, you grow that to the point where that's all we want to have you do. Yep. We don't want you doing that other thing. We can find somebody else to do that. Why would we have you spend any time on that thing when we can have you doing more of this? Yep. And that's what you want for yourself. And you want that for everybody on a team. If everybody on the team is doing what they are absolutely best at, that team is rocking and rolling. That team mm -hmm. productivity is going to be off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is absolutely true. And, and I, I think also we're, we're mis, misled by school where you're supposed to get A's in every subject. You're supposed to get at math and English and phys ed and music and art and, 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 and in real life, you know, real life people are successful. They get an A here and five Fs. Well, and then, but it's not only that, it's not only that we expect you to get an A in everything. So let's say you're getting A in this and C's and everything else. But so what we're going to do is say, well, that's great that you're good at this, but because you, you're not good at these things, we need you to spend more time on those things. And so now, even though you were getting an A, now you're getting a B on that because you're spending so much of your time and miserably, Mm -hmm. I might add on these other things. And so we are taught and trained that we have to be good at every single thing. And then we end up being okay and good yep. when we could say, what is the thing I'm absolutely best at? That's natural to me. And the strengths are something that's so natural. You don't even think about it. Yep. You're able to do it and you don't realize that other people don't do it in that way. And that's what we need to figure out. And then turn that into what we do based on what our passions are, what, what we enjoy doing. And that's where you find that work. That's not work. Yes. Yeah. And that is, so I, I love everything you are saying. I'm definitely have to bring you on the podcast for a you know full length interview because <laughs> whoever that was in the main room was totally right. You should be on my <laughs> show. Awesome. I, I love like, and, and the way you explain these points too, is, is very powerful. I think there's a lot of people can benefit from from learning this as you know, because I think it's what you do as a business. Uh, yeah, it is. So. And it's because I love it. Like I, if I'm immersed in strengths all day, that's the best day. Yep. That, that's your, so that's your strength is finding strengths, which is awesome. So if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? So I have a, a nice downloadable. It's www.confidencerecipe.com. And if you, if you go in and get that downloadable, it'll explain in more detail some of the things regarding the CEO way. 
but I always like to have one more thing. And so I also have a bonus recipe in that downloadable, and that is for a daily confidence boost. And I call it the confidence power up. So you've got that big meeting, you're doing a proposal, you're doing a networking event, or even if you're interviewing and you need to be your most confident self, follow the confidence power up and that will increase your testosterone and decrease your cortisol or your stress hormone in a way that helps you be seen by everybody else as the most confident person in the room. I love it. That sounds very powerful. That's a confidencerecipe.com. Confidencerecipe.com. Fantastic. Well, it's been great to have you on the show. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, as I said, definitely want to have you come back for a, a full, full-size interview because um, I think you have, have a lot to share with the audience here. So thank you very much. That would be amazing. Thank you very much too. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.